Monday of game week, it's just different. It hits different. It feels different. It's uh, something that has been in my blood my whole life. So when you listen to Red Dirt music, it's like that last rebel sound to me. It is a combination of uh, Southern rock and jazz and uh, bluegrass. And, and for Skip Bayless to come out and say, I don't feel bad for him and kind of belittle him and say, how dare you? How dare you as the leader of America's team show weakness? Honestly, I want to say what I want to say. This is the Sam Mays Podcast. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays. And today we're talking to Mr. Wes Sims, who we all know and love. Hello. And David Garrett makes a repeat <laughs> appearance on the Sam Mays podcast. How are you, sir? And he didn't say who we all know and love. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm it's great to be here. Yeah, thank you guys for, for joining me. We're here at Clark Crew Barbecue, one of our favorite locations here uh, in the metro. Travis has been uh, pretty incredible to work with. You know, we're here on the podcast and on the franchise, and he also is uh, one of the main sponsors of our David and I's high school football coverage of Button City North this year. So big thank you to Travis Clark and Clark Crew Barbecue for that. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted to sit down on this bye week because we kind of get to relax a little bit. Take a deep breath. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma gets to this point. They've got two losses. We've got an Oklahoma State team with just the one loss to Texas, who's still uh, in Big 12 title conversation. And uh, we have a new uh, president-elect, which is huge. And we'll start there. This is the first time that I've podcast since Joe Biden was put into that position as the uh, new president-elect here in the United States, and I, I guess shocked is is maybe the uh, the term. You know, yeah. I never really believed the polls uh, that much, and they really weren't accurate at all when it came down to the election. But I'm a little surprised that the sheer number of people that voted, uh, the turnout, you know, the conversation that's really ensued since Joe Biden was you know told that he is the president-elect. I mean, it's just been kind of crazy the last few days. It's been it's been absolutely insane. I didn't see it coming. I didn't really think he was going to win, but you never know. I mean, last time they were saying that she was up by a ton and Trump ended up winning. So, as far as the trolls or polls, I never really trusted it. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think you were right the first thing when you said I, because of the trolls, I, I don't never really trusted it. it yep, <laughs> I was like because there's I been a lot of myself? that going on as well. Uh, huh. You know, I, I have depression issues, and so I don't like conflict. Uh, I avoid it. And what have I had the last four years? Now, I'm also a, a centrist leaning right, but I'm a Republican registered. But it's still been four years of just conflict, like wincing every time. People taking me on on Twitter for no reason. I don't get And I think that's part of the culture that was given to us by the last administration or the current administration, actually the outgoing one. Yep. And so for that reason alone, health-wise, it's relieving to see a press conference that's not confrontational and caressing and loving and uh, wanting to get to an end result instead of win, win, win at all costs. That is what I take from this past couple of weeks. You know, I, I, I'm really into that whole category of you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I, I really didn't care for either candidate. And as far as who was elected, you know, it, it is what it is. President Trump has used social media to become such a villain. And if you take social media power away from him, I don't know that he's not one of our better presidents that we've had in the last 50 years when it comes to just things that he's accomplished. Um, I, uh, you know, the, the Biden conversation, you know, to me, I, I just don't, 
I, it's it is. I'm a relatively young man. Wes and I are still, uh, you know, at an age where we feel physically like we could stand up and handle ourselves. You know, like David, your fighting days are way over. Shit, I'm old enough <laughs> to be both of your guys' yeah. grandfather's yeah. younger friend. Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And so. You know, I, I just don't, I never got the vibe from him that, like, I, I would know that I would choose him to lead me. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I wasn't thrilled with the choices, and it is what it is. I'm very interested to see what happens next. You know, President Trump has made some comments uh, as far as, you know, he's won the election and he's not leaving. And, you know, it's this conversation that's like, man, you know, there's, I mean, even, even on Fox News. Is it ever going to stop? Yeah. Even on Fox, they're talking about how there's no, you know, this is unfounded. You know, this is unfounded. Right. This is unfounded. Like, no yeah. one is no one is embracing this at all. And I just wish that there, maybe he would have a little grace here and exit quietly as the world is, you know, as, as much as the election being over with kind of eases our tension a little bit, like David just mentioned. But the world is still standing up in the middle of a pandemic like, what the fuck happens next? Yeah. And, and it just yeah. seems like the last thing that we need is some crazy shit in the white house like yeah. everybody settle down just figure you know, it out yeah figure out i need Preferably to know in one day yeah i need to know <laughs> but i but to to make it work though don't we need to know all the information like i'm not going to accept any sort of fight from biden or the democrats in regards to this like the, the if donald trump wants a recount give him a recount right like if there's election issues then there's election if there's fraud issues there's fraud issues yeah. we need to know every little bit of this and honestly joe biden and his camp should feel the same way yeah. we Fix as it the, now yeah we as the american people we the, deserve the last to know, election right? that's all we heard about right collusion and now here it is again i mean recount if you won you won right and if you didn't then you didn't. Yeah. But right. the, the best thing for the American people right now is all the factual information. And I just have a feeling that we're going to get some feet dragged here by the Democrats. And I'm a little un- uneasy. And Wes and I have said, talked about this on the podcast. This is our first time with DG to talk politics. But I will vote for the candidate that I feel like is right. Whether it's a Republican, Democrat, or Independent, I don't care. I'm voting for that person. Same here. Right. So, you know, that's why I'm like, cool. The American people chose Joe Biden. That's what's happening next. But there's got to be a level of transparency moving forward here to help stifle these ridiculous conversations or nothing gets done in the next couple of years, right? Because they're always going to be talking about this election. There's a seedy thing that's happening of um, video use of um, anyone in uniform with a trash bag has to be a security officer carrying uh, dummy ballots when it could have just been dude works at the police department his his week to take the trash out and i'm being totally serious here we mix and match all this because of social media mix and mash all these visual things it's like holy crap what is that and then we're told it's something that it's not and it's believable and i i just i'm so upset with social media that and, and you think i'm kidding i'm about to drop twitter I just don't want to fight with anyone anymore, and I don't want yeah. to see you two fight. Anytime or you it fight, goes to I just politics, don't like it. I just kind of exit on that. Deal. I, right. I'm like, so I'm thinking everybody about everybody yeah. has a right, and if you voted, you have a yeah. you have the right to express it. And if you didn't, I I don't know what you're talking about. But, but if you said that to me, and I'm like a lot of social media today, say that again to me. Please, just okay. say it. If you voted, you have the right to argue about it. Yeah, well, you're really tall and ugly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, that's the, that's that's the reply. That's the re- it has nothing to do with what you just said. Right. And so that's what I don't like. I don't want oh, that yeah. part of it. 
Oh, yeah. I, I have a feeling, though, that we are uh, way past the threshold as far as social media <laughs> and... I have the answer. You know, what? I mean, it's it's here forever. I have the answer. What, give me the answer. Every voter is over 18. Would you say every person over 18 in America has a cell phone? Yes. Yep. Boom. Right. They just do this shit like they do every other voter these days. I feel Online, like, you right. get, you know... You open up the whole day to vote on your phone. Biden, Trump, boom. We do this shit just like they do every other American show these days. Well, I, I think we got the the results tomorrow. Right. The problem with that is, yeah, if you think that there's hacking conversation now, uh, <laughs> that that deal is over. The the Chinese, oh, yeah. the Russians, like they'll hack the crap out of that. Everybody like, we, will. Right. I mean, it's, they're going to find a way to hack it. However, we do it. But less like this than if we open it up on our cell phone. Let's just let it ride. And just see what happens. Hell, Kanye might win. Okay. Let's see where it goes. That's what I'm talking see, about. See, that's he actually might win if, if it was a cell phone vote. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, he probably would, right? I mean, how do you get worldwide people on a cell phone saying that they're American citizens? I, I can... You know, I see. I don't want this conflict with you. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. kind of like your idea, actually. But I was thinking about how that would. It just work. seems too easy. Yeah, I think that's so. The, let's uh, start there. You know, something needs to happen from a digital standpoint. You would assume, you know, the fact that people are counting actual papers at this point doesn't make any sense. Like you would think they would yeah. come up with an ATM situation I where the it's giant. Who does I put the damn paper into? Counted it. <laughs> yeah. And shot it up to fucking NASA and back and let everybody know. No, I mean, right. that thing looks like it's capable. That looks like a whole lot the of black box from the airplane. We're right. putting that in you two's lifetime, you'll have retina scan on your phone. And, and and you'll validate that way. And and then you can use individual phones. Uh-huh. It, there'll, there'll just be something, print, retina, something. Right. Uh, and then it can be hacked still by, you know, something in a James Bond movie or, or whatever. But but or still. Mail-in votes get notarized. I, where are you guys at Boom. with the... Um, <laughs> well, that's, that's supposed to happen. Someone, your mail-in vote is supposed to happen. Are they supposed to be notarized? And they're supposed they to be notarized. notarized. Like, if you're sending it in, you have to have your ID uh, printed and scanned. Like, you have to, yeah, and, and then notarized. As a notary, we'll have to let them know that it's an official deal. Like, you'd be going to the, to the ballot box. So, you know, I think that there's something to be said about, uh, you know, as far as the, the, the people that would hack, right? Like, that's probably my biggest concern at this point is, as we sit here and have a conversation about Biden versus Trump or the U.S. election and who won, who didn't won, the wolves are watching. Right. Right. And for the first time in four years, the wolves have been sitting back off the, off the kill a little bit because Donald Trump is crazy as hell and might actually push the button. Like, if there's anything yeah. that he actually did is put the fear. He's, nuts. he's put fear in the people, which people didn't fear the U.S. until now. And now I think that fear leaves. So I'm a little bit concerned about, you know, what is happening internationally, what's being said internationally, what's going to happen. Like, there's more to it than just our taxes. There's more to it than just, you know, our uh, medicine and, and things like that, like the, and infrastructure. Like, there's just, I, for the first time as an American, feel like I'm in danger versus, you know, the 1950s and 60s. And you're growing up as a kid, and you're the biggest, baddest dude in the block, and the rest of the world is, is paying homage to the U.S. Even the ones who aren't, aren't. They might not be paying homage, but they're not talking shit. Now I feel like everybody's like, screw all you guys. And this is how we feel about you. And that's friends and enemies. And it just makes me a little, you know, uneasy. Like, I'm, my biggest concern is who else, you know, who's watching from outside the U.S. Uh, more than anything. And then second biggest concern would be, if, let's say Donald Trump 
um, you know, nothing comes out of this, which I don't think anything will. You know, now you're talking about militias and people who are mad. And, he, you know, he told us to arm ourselves if he lost. He was cheated. And now we're going to take to the streets in an organized oh way that won't look like Black Lives Matter. I promise you it won't. Like, this is a different deal when those d- dudes who are plotting to kidnap governors and crap, you know, take the streets. Is that the Proud Boys? Is that what they yeah, call them? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yikes. Just hang in there, guys. Stand um, down. You know, Stand down. Yeah. one of the early days that I was attempting to get sober, and, and you, you know, you, you go through a 12-step program, and, and if you want to, if you're serious about it or whatever, but well, there was a saying in a group that I was in one day, about, and, 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 and it didn't make any sense to me in the early going, but it was, I've worried about a whole lot of things in my life, and about two of them actually happened. And so we, we fret and worry. It's got to play out. Just like football wins and losses. They're never going to make it. They'll lose five games this year. Yeah, it's got to play out. You just gotta, and they might lose five games. It's got to play out. And then everything plays out, and then it, it becomes sequentially uh, acceptable with each result of, of fixing it. So I've worried, And a lot of those things I can't control. So I've had to do a lot of surrender in this last year. Surrender. Of just surrender. Word. I can't control it. I can't control you or what you yeah. think. Or And then I was also told once uh, in trying to recover that what you say about me, say I'm not you literally, but right. what others say about me is none of my business. And so, that see, that destroys social media because everybody wants to know what everyone says about each other. Absolutely. Oh, all the time. It's, well, that's dysfunctional. Yeah. We have... We have supported a dysfunctional platform that continues to get worse so i'm retreating off of it a little bit because i got to take care of david right and so it'll be easy for me to i don't know what's going to happen but i don't have any control over it but if i did i would help it yeah that's that's a great point and look if it wasn't for social media and the fact that i got to work with it as much as i would i wouldn't be on it anyway it drives me nuts and like there's this weird unspoken language right like if you don't like somebody's this or you do like somebody's this or you don't favor it, but if you don't put a heart on it, and like people get real upset about that stuff. And I'm like, man, I hate this. Like, my Facebook page is, is full of people that I don't know. And I find that Facebook is the in- most interesting social media platform because people have zero filter in what they put on their Facebook. For example, I almost cut off my big toe. Let me put my foot up on the table with blood gushing out of it. Take a photo and post it. Keep in mind, I don't know my Facebook friends because of my job. <laughs> So I've just got random people's injuries and stuff like going across his homepage. I'm like, what is that? Like, why would you do that to yourself? Like, you almost cut your toe off for doing some dumb shit. Yeah. And you're going to post about it. And now i got to look at your bleeding foot on my homepage. It's terrible. Like, I've never, ever went. Like, Instagram, I get. I get it. Photos. This is the life that I'm living. This is the series of photos. I think it's a very cool concept. It's a very friendly concept. Instagram is very safe place, right? Facebook and Twitter is a wild, wild freaking west. Who knows? Well, it, can my can your cut off toe get me seven thousand exposures? Probably. Then give me that picture. Yeah. Now that's not my mentality, but right. that is the mentality of of how it. I'm, I'm here for clout and ratio, and I don't know what either one of those sons of bitches I'm mean. I'm scared but. of Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I am it. too. I don't know what to do with it. I just hear stories like that all the time, and I'm like, you know, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe I don't need to be on there. Yeah. Like, just full-out crazy shit. Yeah. Like, girl says, I know Becky's looking at this post. She slept with my man last night. I hate her. You should all unfollow. And I'm like, that's some real private 
stuff that you just threw out there yeah, in your sounds Facebook. Sounds like you and Becky need to go have yeah. some coffee. Yeah, have a shit like a sit down and talk to each other in person. Like, what the hell is that about? Yeah, I'm not a not a fan. I'm not a fan of social media, and I feel like I'm not. I'm too young to feel that way. But I just hate it. Like, I want to punch people in the face when I get on my Twitter. Like yesterday, watching the OSU game Saturday, and I tweeted out something in disappointment because there was a whole fucking lot of it. Oh yeah. And some guy says. You, why don't you go back to the OU game and let us alumni worry about the pokes? And I'm like, bro. Like, and he's, he's a home builder. And so this is what I've started to do because people get on social media and they think that it's, it makes them safe, right? They're invisible. They can say whatever they want to. Things that they would never say to me in person, ever. Not one single one of these dudes is going to come up to me and say some dumb shit like that. So I tell them, I say to him, oh, so you build houses to let him know well, you're coming at me at my job, so I'm going to come at you about yours. And I was like, based off of this tweet, I wouldn't trust you to build a fucking dollhouse. Right. Right? And I tweeted that out to 23,000 people. And his response, instantly, it becomes real, real for them when you start quote tweeting their things and putting them out there for all those people to hear. And then people start commenting and things. Like, people think social media is just not real. But you make it real, real from quick. Like, real quick. This is, that's, oh, you build houses? Yeah, I do radio. Okay, cool. So let's talk about how efficient I think you are at your job. I don't think you could build a fucking house at all because you're an idiot. That's what, how about that? Does that make you feel good? Like, and maybe that's the wrong way to be. Maybe that's petty on my part. But I feel like I'm teaching lessons one guy at a time. Right? Yeah. Changing lives. Changing the minds. Touching hearts and crushing them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the message there is, sir, whoever tweeted you, sir, careful where you stick your hand. I mean... Right. You might pull it back and there's a nub or a mousetrap right. on it or, or you don't have it, you know, or or you win. <clears throat> but careful because yeah. you're, you're just careful. Like I've, I've had a lot of changes here in the last uh, couple of months with this podcast and, you know, and you know, they're, uh, for the better significantly. Shout out to everybody who's given us a, a five-star rating and all the new listeners and the numbers keep going up uh, more and more and more. And, and my, you know, it's there is a relationships are being built and they're being broken and all the things and I just have to remind people all the time like don't if you don't want I mean don't mess with the, the bull unless you want the horns and that's kind of where my, my brain is at so uh, the social media conversation is going to be here to stay and it's just going to get worse and develop and change and yeah. uh, you know there's going to be new social medias and new it's like a roller coaster it is. in and, and of itself absolutely a shit show absolute shit show there's no doubt alright let's switch gears and, and talk a little sports here uh, the Big 12. Yes. <laughs> it's still alive. Is it? In what regard? You know, I, I'll say this, and, and David is uh, uh, has seen a lot of football over the years, way more than Wes and I have. Um, the brand of football that's being played, the run games, the defense is stepping up, the health of the league is probably better than it's been in 15 years, or at least 10 you know, are, do we have a national championship contender this year? No. Do, will we next year? Probably. Oklahoma might be there next year for the first time in, in 20 years. But right now, I would say that the transition period of this league is going as well as expected considering where we're located, right? The Texas football is down. People are leaving to go to the SEC left and right out of this conference. We, we sit, we border an SEC team, which is never a good thing. You know, as far as the health of the Big 12 – Sitting here, I can say that I'm, I'm not disappointed about this season as a whole. I think the product continues to get better. After that first week, I mean, we're light years ahead of where we were then. I mean, that was brutal. 
I mean, people just losing to not even Arkansas State, yeah. Louisiana Lafayette, right? Oh, yeah. The Raging Cajuns beat somebody. Yeah, it's a mess. It was an absolute yeah. mess. Kansas still hasn't won, but did they ever win? No. No. Shit, no. No. Bad. Yeah. Real bad. And then Oklahoma loses two games for the first time in 20 years, and you're sitting there going, holy what, crap. What's going on? Right, is this the death and we're blow? we're all looking to Dave Garrett for the answers, like – Tell us, <laughs> tell us, tell us, Well, <laughs> when was when was Baker and the Sooners against Clemson? Was that fifteen? When when yeah, were we so down at the, the Orange first, Bowl? Yeah, I think okay. that was the first. Yeah, remember the rhetoric in in twenty fifteen was we're not going to make it to the end of the Big Twelve TV package because the Big Twelve is about to flop and teams were about to fold over to other conferences and all that stuff was being mapped out. Then the Sooners go to, all of a sudden, they jump to the number four position that one week. The the, the very, very first college football poll that came out, Oklahoma's five or or close. Right. And then click, they're four, and then they stay there the rest of the time and end up playing in uh, the quarterfinals. Then they do it again. Then they miss a year. Then they do it again. There's no longer any talk about the Big 12 folding and needing a new TV package by 2024. We're going to exit out of this, and we're going to break this contract. And No, you're not. Well, you might have had Oklahoma not gone to those games. Now, a Big 12 team needs to make it, but I'll take you one further. All a Big 12 team needs to do is play for a national championship or at least get to that game. Then the style that they play, or, or better than that, win it. The style that they play all of a sudden is right. cool beans. Absolutely. Let's do it that way. Look what they did. It got the, yep. But it, it's got to play out. Right. Just like I'm, I'm going to say four or five other times tonight. It's got to right. play out. Can't, so this, ha- this has to play. This thing has to play out. I, I 100% agree with you. It's the, the biggest question is, can the Big 12 foster a true national champion? And the reality is it hasn't been able to since Bob Suits won it in the early 2000s. It has not been able to foster a true national champion. And the last 10 years hasn't been able to foster – an opponent that's even really worthy of a semifinal game. They just happen to be the best option for a semifinal team. Yeah. I've never picked Oklahoma to win a semifinal game. If they happen to get back there some crazy way this year, I wouldn't pick them to win it. Yeah, three and uh, four either. have been a lot of default teams. Oh, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. I just feel like for, you know, for the first time, after looking at the growth and development of what they've accomplished this year, moving forward, man, they've got a quarterback. They've got an offensive line coming back next year. If you get a traditional spring and have a nice summer and the, and the you know, pandemic doesn't break all those things up, I can't imagine that they won't take the field next year looking a lot like Clemson did you know, in that, in that first year that we played in the semifinal game. And maybe not that Clemson team, but the second time they played Clemson, maybe a little bit like that one. You know, I think it's, they're very, very close. And Lincoln said it this year, and I think the fact that people I'm, – I'm, I was shocked at how many people wanted to jump ship. Oh, it's not going well. This team's going to lose another three or two, two games this year. And I'm like, man – Y'all, come on now. What, what have you been watching the last five years? Nothing but like, exceptional football, exceptional coaching. So they'll get and, it figured out. And they'll get it figured out. And that's exactly what they've done. I have a bad feeling about ever playing not, – not playing good defense. They play good defensive schemes. They just don't have the players. And, and something's going to have to happen to get the five-star Tommy Harris-type defensive tackle to Oklahoma, to Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, Gerald McCoy type. And I say those because those are the last two defensive studs that have come out of this this area. And they we got lucky enough because they were close to the area, uh, close enough with Gerald anyway, um, to, to – we kept them at home. And and they helped, you know, fortify some of the, the successes that the teams uh, have had. But, you know, 
there's not one fantastic cornerback in the Big 12. One that I look down like, holy crap, Deion Sanders. Right. Not even close. You got to have a couple corners in this league. Just one. Give me one. Yeah. I wouldn't say we have any game changing guys. I mean, no. we got like good cover corners, right, but, but nobody that's a real like ball hawker. Yeah. Well, I got to have a couple of those in this league, and yeah. I got to have a couple of pass rushers. Right. Like in, in this league, it's but you don't you have see any. a lot of your best offensive players returning kicks and punts. Right. And, you know, in the NFL, it's always your defensive your players. defensive guy. Right. So it's, it's and that's how it was. I mean, back when we played, it was defensive players that were doing it. Chris Massey and those guys, yeah. Derek Williams. Uh, Vernon Grant return it's kicks. like it'd be a young receiver. Chris Massey. Yeah, remember that name? I got a Traber Massey story for you if you want to hear Absolutely. it Absolutely. I want to hear it right now. Really? Yes. Well, you, I mean, you said that and a light bulb goes boom. Yeah, Chris Massey from Spyro, Oklahoma, I believe. Or is that Kansas? Was he a defensive back? He's D- DB. Yeah. Okay. Oklahoma. Yeah. DB. Did, did he have a cousin that had played linebacker at Oklahoma a couple years earlier? Oh, I do not know. Uh, you know, maybe we need to compare notes later, but, but okay. it's immaterial to the story. I'm in Tulsa doing sports talk. Sam, what, what, what year is this? Uh, so Massey uh, was, uh, I was young when he was, so 2001, 2000, okay. yeah. I'm, well, this is, uh, uh, well, Massey was recruited in 99-ish. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the story. I've got a friend who works at a bank, and Massey had some relative that was going to qualify for a loan, but, you know, not, they were going to have to base it off of his NFL potential, which is legal, by the way. You get a loan based on what you think you're going to make the NFL and, right. and use that as collateral. And a banker friend of mine, not the banker, but a friend of mine who knows the banker, called me one day on my talk show and said, Massey said he'll sign with Oklahoma State if the bank will go through with this loan for this relative. And the, and the bank says that they will. I think that's about as deep as I want to go in detail. Right. But, but I knew that day that Massey's going to sign with Oklahoma State. So I said on the air, my sources tell me that Chris Massey's going to sign with Oklahoma State. Well, Traber in Oklahoma City then says, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He has no connections. He just moved back to Oklahoma. That's, he's guessing. It's a 50-50 guess. If he's right, he looks great. If he's wrong, he looks bad. No, I have. I can't tell you why I know. Right. <laughs> and I'm a little nervous telling you why I know now. Right. So but I, I knew sources. he was signing. So I just wrote Jim a letter and said, you, are, I, I, you know, I respect you. And, and what you've done... Now, this is 20 years ago. I respect you and what you've done in your career. But you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I let it go with that. Right. And, and I'd actually said that in the email. I never heard a word back other than, he's just lying. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And so that was my first clue of, no, you're actually guessing, not me. Right. You're guessing that I don't when I do. And now I know because I know you're guessing that you're not. When you say you are. Right. Does he, that make sense? He was Twitter before Twitter. <laughs> and I got a couple more, and I don't want to pick on him because I think we've kind of – I don't know what we are. I mean, so I, I had a, day, uh, but. a similar situation happen where I had some breaking news. 
uh, and this is me, like radio, we get paid for our opinion, not to break news, right? Right. Uh, but every once in a while, you get a story that falls in your lap, and you're like, man, I better tweet something about this. Like, I don't follow any protocol at all. So, like, I call some people. I call Abby Ogle and some people I knew that were in, like, real reporters. And I was like, how do I go about this? And so she helped me, like, formulate this tweet, and I just tweeted out, you know, um, it was one of the quarterbacks. Um, oh, he's a coach now. White kid. Mobile. From... Uh, not Guyman, yeah, not Guyman, from right there across the border on I-35. You look to your right, and you can see their massive school. It's something with a G. It doesn't really matter. Oh, Gainesville. Yeah. You're going south to Texas. Gainesville, yeah, right? Gainesville. Yeah. I can't think of what the kid's name is. He's J.W. Walsh. Right. Oh, yeah. so, I Walsh. Find out, so he gets hurt. And so the girl that babysits my kids at the time was a cheerleader on campus. I'm like, look. Keep your ear to the ground. Let me know what you hear. So, of course, that night of the game, she hears from his girlfriend, who was a cheerleader, that he's out for eight weeks, right? I'm out for six to eight weeks or something like that. And so she texts me that she's out for six to eight weeks. So I'm, I'm in the gym, and I tweet out, yeah, he's out six to eight weeks. So that press conference on Monday, Monday Mike Gundy gets on the podium. He calls me a liar. <laughs> Literally, in front yeah, of the, no. the media and everything. He says, this. yeah, he says he's, he's lying. He didn't know what he's talking about at all. And I'm like, no, no, I, I do. But I didn't know how to go about Sam at 38 versus what I was seven years ago doing this. I probably would have had a different approach on air the next day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, you can go, you know, bleep yourself. But then you're just nervous. Like, you don't know how to approach these schools. Like these, right. I, I, have, I have thrown out any sort of decorum with these schools because they no longer want to be covered by the media. And they've done such a good job covering themselves and getting that information to the people that need it the most, which is the fans. Yep. So as far as my concern, as far as how I make a coach feel about what I'm saying, it's zero. Because my big-ass 80-inch TV is going to show me all the replays that I'm not getting in a press box. Like, I'm just not worried about it, you know? But I was so mad when he said that. And then five days later, he comes out and says, J.W. Walsh going to be off 68 weeks. And I'm like, what was the point? Like, why did it make you feel? He had to win the moment. Yeah, he had to win the moment. And, and so did Jim in whatever, uh, whoever was pushing him on his talk show back then to give, hey, Dave's saying this in Tulsa, and you don't have this story. Right. Jim had to win the moment. And, and I don't know how many win the moments I've been through where I've, no, I've never tried to win the moment illegally or illegally. dishonestly. I don't need to win the moment illegally or dishonestly. Yeah. Eh, I try to not worry about the moment. I just kind of live by a general rule of thumb and don't be a dick. Yeah. And, you know, kind of works out. I, I would agree to that. I concur. As far as uh, Gundy is concerned, pretty crazy to think that, you know, just two weeks ago he was number 16 in the country. That no longer exists after a loss to Texas. I think the biggest thing, you know, Bedlam is two weeks Did away. Did cut the mullet? Is it still there? No, no, the mullet's still there. It's a mini mullet, but it's still there. You know, with, with Bedlam a couple weeks out, you know, I guess the biggest question is, what do you, what do you think of the game? Uh, and honestly, unless we find out, which we won't, unless we find out that Oklahoma State is putting three linemen back in the mix that they didn't have offensively, the Cowboys are going to lose this game. Now, they're going to lose it 28 so is it, to – Is it injuries or COVID with their I, line? Well, they had a kid retired this summer. I they had a, a kid get kicked off that. the team this summer. And then there's just been hurt ever since. Like, I don't think just the one Jenkins kid might be the, the only original starter in the whole team on the offensive line. It's been a disaster. And, and they've done a good job covering things up. Like, that's why I'm not mad about the last two games. I'm like, it is what it is. You no, don't have an offensive line. physical you football. You can't win games. Like, you just can't do it. So the right. fact they beat Kansas State is a miracle. Like, in the fourth quarter, I'm like, there's no way this group's going to hold up. And they did. They found a way to hold up. 
So, you know, I, I think that that work, you know, the, the, the clock is ticking as far as Oklahoma State's Big 12 championship hopes, I feel like, unfortunately, for the Cowboy fans uh, out there. But Bedlam should be a lot of fun, you know, to, le- I mean, the, t- the conversation leading up to it is great. It's, it, no question. I mean, I'm I think the game should be decent. I want everybody to be healthy. I want to see a good damn game. You know, I want to see everybody bringing it out, offense, defense, bring everything out of the bag, lay it out on the field, and let's see what happens. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see a blowout. I mean, it'd be nice if it went one way, but, you know, I just want a good football game. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I do, too. Uh, not a lot of turnovers, not a lot of penalties, and then yeah. may the best team win. We'll see some helmets getting popped off, some pads slapping, just a strong physical game. You know, I don't really like – it used to be. I, I'm not on the radio anymore, and I, I don't have to know everything anymore. Right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, or at least attempt to know everything anymore. We'll be in Hawaii when kickoff happens. So screw you guys. Yeah. Well, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, All right. I might watch the game. Yeah. And I'm being totally serious. Look, I, get I don't it. have to have it for any notes. I mean, if I was we're in so pent up from this COVID that yeah. we're we're going to bust out. And my wife asked me, "Can you hike with us?" And I said, "Because I've got a bad back." And I said, honey, I'm doing everything you and the girls want to do. I'm so tired of this pent-up COVID storm, being without electricity eight days. Oh, yeah. Still you got a pile no of trees in my – That's we are go- – we're going balls out. And I, I think I can say that for my whole family when we get to Maui. That's awesome. We've rented a four-wheel drive. I don't oh. know. I may get that lost or bit by a snake that has red, yellow, and black on it and uh, maybe not make it back. But Look, we're going to have fun. Avoid those. If you don't make it back, at least I know you had the best time. Yes. Like, at, least, yeah. at least you know you partied the way you wanted to go out. Yes. There's no doubt. Plenty of macadamia nuts. Those are a big thing over there. I found that out when I went there in high school. I'll tell you, the best thing in Hawaii is shaved ice. Slam dunk. Have you, have you had it? Mm-hmm. Oh, in, oh. It's a lot good. I'm a big it's fan illegal. of the... Of the uh, the spam that you get at the gas stations. Agree. Delicious. Wrapped Spam's in the rice. good anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't go wrong with Spam. Right. I got to fry it and put mustard on it, though. Yeah, I eat it. Fried eat Spam, a little rice, little uh, poke bowls and all that stuff. I, yeah, I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little fresh fish. Poke bowls. Thank the... you, David, for making me want to go to Hawaii now. I appreciate that. Well, I, I'll turn you off right quick. Uh, that little greasy goop that's at the top of Spam, Yeah. Uh, that's going to cure COVID. I would believe that. Yeah, yeah, I that could stuff. That. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's from a different. It it also appears probably. on like, you know, the uh, Thanksgiving turkey the day after. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Are you? Do you boil your turkey? Like boil? like the day the carcass like to make soup. No. Oh yeah, I boil the whole for carcass. App, you mean? Yeah, to, for like to, for get, stock. to make a stock. Yeah, yeah. Like a turkey stock. Oh, I've never done that. Oh, yeah. Put the whole carcass. Man, I just gnaw the meat off the bone. After Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, get all the the meat off the bone that you want to. Take that whole carcass and just with a bunch of different stuff. Like I've done, you know, the whole garlic. Dumplings um, and all that. Yeah, all of it. You know, whole garlic, onions. Mm. uh, Make a stock. And then you strain out that, all the crap. And then you have this perfect turkey stock. Uh, Yeah. But then you cut up all the fresh vegetables and stuff make turkey soup. So good. Like a smoked turkey soup. Delicious. Sounds awesome. Yeah. How do we get on that conversation? Picks just or it doesn't happen. Carcass. I've got a, yeah. the one thing I was excited to ask David about today uh, from a Dallas Cowboys perspective. Worst, worst case scenario for the season. You know, they, they've lost their entire offensive line. They're on their four-string quarterback, whatever. 
you know Jerry Jones. You've met Jerry Jones. I'm just trying to figure out what you think his mindset might be after project, being projected to win 12 or 13 games. And then, and then he's having to have to have a conversation about tanking, right? Like that's, you want to talk about a completely different scenario than was projected for the season. Jerry's got to be getting tired of this, right? Also curious why they even let Zeke play yesterday. If he had had any kind of hamstring injury, they're going against yeah, that right. defense. What's the point? Right. They're off next week. Like, let him get healthy. At least you still got him. Right. Jerry. Jerry is Jerry is the most optimistic person I have ever met. And, and some of it's blindly false optimism. But he always thinks that something good is going to happen next. And especially, he, he talked about serendipity back in my day there. Sometimes, guys, you got to have a little serendipity go along with being real good as well. Okay, which means you just got lucky your rear end off and, and were gifted in a way that you probably didn't earn or deserve. He's devastated. Promise you he's devastated. He, I mean, in Jerry's mind, that's my opinion. Jerry's mind, he's still thinking of some way to back into the playoffs. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm serious. Is it officially out of the picture? No, no I don't know. No, they're still not. not, right? not they're still they're surely. Yeah. So yeah. in the back of his mind, you, even when they started getting bad, you know, I'm in the office with Switzer one day, and Jerry come in, and they're, they were talking about a guy from Green Bay. I think his last name was Winter. It, was he a center? Yes. Okay. He was doing something illegal out on the field, and they had noticed it in the film after Green Bay had handed Dallas their ass 45 to 17. Uh, this is in 97. And they're talking about Frank Winter, I think his name was, is. And we're talking about how he illegally did this or that. And then, then he became a free agent or something, and Jerry was coming in saying, this guy who knows how to do all these things, maybe we get him here and play for Dallas. And, and you know, he leaves the room and kind of, like, were you just griping about him just now about his leg whip or whatever he was doing illegally? And then turn around, if we get our guy to do that, maybe he can, that's what it was. Right. If we get our guy to play like Frank Winter does, we can get by with that. Well, hell, he can block it this way. Right. That Jerry thinks like that. When he leaves the room, Dave Campos, the defensive coordinator, and Switzer was in the room at the same time, and they're looking at each other like, okay. <laughs> and then they're, you know, on about their business. That's the kind he, – he constantly has that thought. And so he, he still thinks they're going to win a Super Bowl, not this year, in his time. But I'll tell you why Jerry – I'll tell you what affords Jerry to have this – optimism all the time is because that cash keeps coming in because people still <laughs> fill that stadium Absolutely. and he doesn't have to win now he wants to win and it breaks his heart but he doesn't have to win like he had to win when it was texas stadium and it's do or die you know when he's fighting with nike and the city government and all that in the nfl to get logos there so he can get more cash he doesn't look uncomfortable he doesn't need during it. the game no he doesn't need all. it cash wise so that's aside but the other stuff breaks him down but he's afforded this luxury of Living the breakdown because the check's so big. Yeah. How much longer has he got before he hands it over officially? <laughs> you had to guess. Death. Really? Uh, yeah. Who hands it over first, him or Trump? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
That was funny for about a second, and you're like, <laughs> "It's real." It's, it's, is that no, that real? was one of those. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Is he gonna like invoke squatters' rights? Is that where it's that's gonna end? That's a real thing. Do you know squatters' rights is a real thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. That's some crazy shit. Like I can't. I'm. I don't Can know. Can you have squatters' rights in the White House? What? Like I'm trying to figure out what I would tell the judge after I I'm standing there. He's like, "Well, sir, you know you you bludgeoned three people." They all had serious medical issues, and I'm like, but they were in my home. Well. Like, what is that? Like, I don't know. I, I the last even... week, that was their home when you were on vacation. So, technically. <laughs> That's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my you're life. You're the asshole. Like, if I showed up, and there are people squatting in my house, there's no I'm walking outside to have a conversation about what we do next. Yeah. The I'm only thing that's happening is I'm putting foot to ass. I might go outside and call Wes so he can put his foot on some ass too. Yeah. But I can't imagine coming home and having people in my house just squatting. I'm coming in. I'm going to beat your ass and then take all your stuff. Like, it's my stuff. You didn't have a whole lot, but now you've added to my yeah. home. Thank you. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how to do Hopefully that. Hopefully they didn't find the stuff that goes boom right. before I do. Right. Right. <laughs> Squatter's rights. I, I, do, I have, real. I'm, I'm speechless on that, and of course, I'm speechless on very few things. Yeah. You know what's awesome? Just that simple little that that made you blow up. Oh yeah, rights. yeah. Just, just the thought of it is infuriating. Time bomb. Yeah, love it. I've been really trying to keep it together here lately. It's going well. Yeah, from an anger standpoint. Yeah, oh, yeah. trying to keep myself cool, calm, collected. You know, not just try to lose my shit every single day. You've been sweating less. Sam, it takes work. Right. It, it, it. It, it's not a, yeah. I think I'll be nice today. And then, you know, you metaphorically get your thumb hit by a hammer the first thing. Yeah. And then it's MF off to the races. Yeah. I think like, the biggest issue for me is, uh, you know, you try to treat people the way that you want to be treated. And then when it doesn't work, I'm like, well, now I have to end you. That's, yeah. You know, like, I get that. Because I give people the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, man, I'm trying to be nice to you. You know, I'm trying to be nice to you. And then you don't want to be nice back. And I'm like, now I have to. You walk in with a smile and a check, and you're like, I just need a new license, driver's license. And they're having the worst day ever, and you're like, killing them with kindness. And then they just give you the business, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. I was trying to be nice because I could tell that you're in a, a a weird situation, and now I have to get weird with you. Right now I have to say terrible things to you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll grow out of it. Why did you have is to bring a, a, your mother into this? <laughs> is, that, is that an age thing, David? Am I going to grow out of uh, my temper? Well, I, having not had your temper, I, I don't, and I don't know. Is your temper, is it a defense mechanism or is it... Typically. It's a, or is it... Yeah, no. Like, I'm a happy... He's because... Not, he's, it's a, it's a defen- defensive temper. Because I'm as mad as I've been ever in my life the last two years. Yeah. I'm mad at things. I'm like, shame on me for being mad at that. But I am. So I don't know. COVID I, is. I don't know that it gets better at, with age. I think COVID has definitely put me a little more edge. There's no doubt. Like, my temper is less. Oh, yeah. Uh, than it's, you know, it takes away less to get me popped off than it used to. Well, you can't think your way into good acting. Right. You, I mean, you can't outthink your temper. You have to act your way into good thinking. So your actions have to I love this. take care of. Right. Your actions then speak for, and then you don't have to say, but I'm a good guy, actually. 
Right. So don't stump a You butt have off. to do the action part. Right. All right. Boys, we're out of time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. These I didn't are awesome. get my Charles Haley story in. Tell me the Charles Haley story. <laughs> I've got to know. Yes. Cowboys Please. fans got to know. I'm named the play-by-play voice of the Cowboys in 95. We drink every day at Cowboy Sports Cafe. You this. know we do. Yeah. Players, too. And all the stars did, too. I'm talking Dallas stars. Geek Carboneau, uh, Hatcher, uh, Madonna, uh, Richard Matbachuk. All those guys party with us. Heavy drinking, partying. Two o'clock in the afternoon or, or whenever practice ends for whomever all the way to the end. Anyway, I think I'm a stud. And so I, and nobody can talk to Charles Haley because he'll just hurt you. He'll physically hurt you. <laughs> so, crazy. so one day I thought, well, I'm just, you know, I'd had a three or four. I, I hadn't had nine or ten. I'd had three or four. I'm just going to go ask him, will you do this week's pregame interview? So Charles talks with a little underbite lift. Okay, so I have to do this a little bit in the story because it makes it funnier. Okay, he's got a little underbite lift. So I walk over to the table with a Miller Lite, and I sit down, and I said, Charles, my name's David Garrett. I took Brad Champ's place, play-by-play. Hell, you come to my table for without permission? And he, and he said, before you sit down, you better buy me a beer. So Charles Haley makes gazillion dollars. Right. Made me buy him. Okay, I'll buy him. What do you want? Bud Light? So I'm drinking my Bud Light. So I'm drinking a Miller Light. He's drinking a Bud Light. And I said, I, I, I want to interview on the pre. Why I want to talk to media? I don't like the media. Media treat me bad. I said, I'm your new play-by-play announcer. And, and this is for the Cowboy Network. There will be no investigative. Right. And he goes, I don't know, man. I, I don't know whether to trust you or not, Pinocchio. And I said, what do you call me, Pinocchio, because you think I lie a lot? He goes, no, you got a big nose. Holy shit. <laughs> Did he let you interview him? Yes. Holy he was shit. on the pregame that weekend. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Pinocchio. Because you got a big nose. What was the... Uh, did you play with anybody that was like intimidating like Crazy that? balls. Yeah. Um, like the only dude that comes off my... And you know this guy. He never played at Oklahoma State because of injury. But Kyle Williams. Kyle, From, from yeah. Plainview, Oklahoma. Were you there when uh, uh, what was the other Williams I played with out in San Diego? Jamal, no. Jamal Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a little bit fruity. Yeah, he was out there. A little like bit. you just didn't know if, like, if Kyle was going to get drunk and fight. He was going to. Kyle was going to get drunk and fight. Period. We all knew that. Okay. Yeah. But you didn't know if it was going to be somebody else or one of your teammates. Like. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you had to, like, kind of circle him a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he was the only guy That's that I him. ever played with that I thought, mm, yeah, like, the, you're real. You've got I'd a real. The craziest yeah. one I was ever around was Igor Olshansky. And it was part because he was Russian and part because he was on every steroid known to man all the time. He was yeah. just a fucking basket case. Yeah. Charles Haley. I like it, even. And David. Igor also had a – well, he didn't have a lisp. He had a big stuttering problem. So – Charles that to my advantage. later loaned me money to buy a ring for a, a fiancé. Seriously? Yeah. And we didn't become fireside chat buddies. Right. But That's did. pretty amazing. Well, he just had it. And, and I was in there drunk one day and lamenting the fact I want to get there. How much you need? Well, he just walked across the, the parking lot to the bank. It was right there at Cowboy Sports Cafe. Right. Got $3,000 and brought it back. And, Gave it to you. Here. That's amazing. 
That's awesome. Well, we'll end it on that. Never <laughs> thought I would have heard that about yeah, Charles Haley. Ever. Right. David, that's the promo for the episode. Thank you, my friend. Boom. The Sam Mays Podcast is a production of P-Squared Media.